0: Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 229. Our reading for today is coming from Nehemiah chapter 12, verses 27 through 47 and chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 16, Psalm chapter 35, verses 1 through 16, and Proverbs chapter 21, verses 17 and 18. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Nehemiah chapter 12, verses 27 through 47. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites in all their places, to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness, with thanksgivings and with singing, with cymbals, harps, and lyres. And the sons of the singers gathered together from the district surrounding Jerusalem, and from the villages of the Natophethites, also from Beth Gilgal, and from the region of Geba and Azvameth. For the singers had built for themselves villages around Jerusalem, and the priests and the Levites purified themselves, and they purified the people and the gates and the wall. Then I brought the leaders of Judah up onto the wall and appointed two great choirs that gave thanks. One went to the south on the wall to the dung gate, and after them went Hoshea and half of the leaders of Judah, and Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, and Jeremiah, and certain of the priest's sons with trumpets, Zechariah the son of Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, son of Madaniah, son of Micaiah, son of Zachar, son of Asaph, and his relatives Shemaiah, Azarel, Millilai, Gililai, Maai, Nathanael, Judah, and Hanani, with the musical instruments of David the man of God. And Ezra the scribe went before them. At the fountain gate they went up straight before them by the stairs of the city of David, at the ascent of the wall, above the house of David, to the water gate on the east. The other choir of those who gave thanks went to the north, And I followed them with half of the people, on the wall, above the tower of the ovens, to the broad wall, and above the gate of Ephraim, and by the gate of Yeshena, and by the fish gate, and the tower of Hananel, and the tower of the hundred, to the sheep gate. And they came to a halt at the gate of the guard. So both choirs of those who gave thanks stood in the house of God, and I and half of the officials with me, and the priest Eliakim, Maaseah, Miniamin, Micaiah, Elioani, Zechariah, and Hananiah, with trumpets, and Maaseah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzai, Jehohanan, Malchijah, Elam, and Ezer. And the singers sang with Jezrehiah as their leader, and they offered great sacrifices that day and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and children also rejoiced, and the joy of Jerusalem was heard far away. On that day men were appointed over the storerooms, the contributions, the first fruits, and the tithes, to gather into them the portions required by the law for the priest and for the Levites according to the fields of the towns. For Judah rejoiced over the priest and the Levites who ministered, and they performed the service of their God and the service of purification, as did the singers and the gatekeepers, according to the command of David and his son Solomon. For long ago in the days of David and Asaph there were directors of the singers, and there were songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. And all Israel and the days of Zerubbabel and in the days of Nehemiah gave the daily portions for the singers and the gatekeepers. And they set apart that which was for the Levites. And the Levites set apart that which was for the sons of Aaron. Nehemiah chapter 13 On that day they read from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people. And in it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever enter the assembly of God. For they did not meet the people of Israel with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. Yet our God turned the curse into a blessing. As soon as the people heard the law, they separated from Israel all those of foreign descent. Now before this, Eliashib the priest, who was appointed over the chambers of the house of our God, and who was related to Tobiah, prepared for Tobiah a large chamber where they had previously put the grain offering, the frankincense, the vessels, and the tithes of grain, wine, and oil which were given by commandment to the Levites, singers, and gatekeepers, and the contributions for the priest. While this was taking place, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the thirty-second year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I went to the king. And after some time I asked leave of the king and came to Jerusalem, and I then discovered the evil that Eliashib had done for Tobiah, preparing for him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. And I was very angry, and I threw all the household furniture of Tobiah out of the chamber, Then I gave orders, and they cleansed the chambers, and I brought back there the vessels of the house of God, with the grain offering and the frankincense. I also found out that the portions of the Levites had not been given to them, so that the Levites and the singers, who did the work, had fled each to his field. So I confronted the officials and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their stations. Then all Judah brought the tithe of the grain, wine, and oil into the storehouses. And I appointed as treasurers over the storehouses Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and Padaiah of the Levites, and as their assistant Hanan the son of Zachar, son of Madaniah, for they were considered reliable, and their duty was to distribute to their brothers. Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for his service. In those days I saw in Judah people treading wine presses on the Sabbath, and bringing in heaps of grain, and loading them on donkeys, and also wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of loads, which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I warned them on the day when they sold food. Tyrians also, who lived in the city, brought in fish and all kinds of goods, and sold them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah, in Jerusalem itself. Then I confronted the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this evil thing that you are doing, profaning the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers act in this way? And did not our God bring all this disaster on us and on this city? Now you are bringing more wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. As soon as it began to grow dark at the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I commanded that the doors should be shut and gave orders that they should not be opened until after the Sabbath. And I stationed some of my servants at the gates that no load might be brought in on the Sabbath day. Then the merchants and sellers of all kinds of wares lodged outside Jerusalem once or twice. But I warned them and said to them, Why do you lodge outside the wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time on, they did not come on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites that they should purify themselves and come and guard the gates, to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember this also in my favor, O my God, and spare me according to the greatness of your steadfast love. In those days also I saw the Jews who had married women of Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab, And half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod, and they could not speak the language of Judah, but only the language of each people. And I confronted them, and cursed them, and beat some of them, and pulled out their hair. And I made them take an oath in the name of God, saying, You shall not give your daughters to their sons, or take their daughters for your sons or for yourselves. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin on account of such women? Among the many nations there is no king like him, and he was beloved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, foreign women made even him to sin. Shall we then listen to you and do all this great evil and act treacherously against our God by marrying foreign women? And one of the sons of Jehoiada, the son of Eliashib the high priest, was the son-in-law of Sanballat the Horonite. Therefore I chased him from me. Remember them, O my God, because they have desecrated the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. Thus I cleansed them from everything foreign, and I established the duties of the priests and Levites, each in his work, and I provided for the wood offering at appointed times and for the first fruits. Remember me, O my God, for good. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I delivered them to you But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head, but every wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, since it is the same as if her head were shaven. For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut off her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head." Is it proper for a wife to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man wears long hair, it is a disgrace for him? But if a woman has long hair, it is her glory, for her hair is given to her for a covering. If anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such practice, nor do the churches of God. Psalm 35, verses 1-16 through Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and rise for my help. Draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and disappointed who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For without cause they hid their net for me. Without cause they dug a pit for my life. Let destruction come upon him when he does not know it, and let the net that he hid ensnare him. Let him fall into it, to his destruction. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in his salvation. All my bones shall say, O Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him, the poor and needy from him who robs him. Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me of things that I do not know. They repay me evil for good. My soul is bereft. But I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with head, bowed on my chest. I went about as though I grieved for my friend or my brother. As one who laments his mother, I bowed down in mourning. But at my stumbling they rejoiced and gathered. They gathered together against me. Wretches whom I did not know tore at me without ceasing. Like profane mockers at a feast, They gnash at me with their teeth. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 17 and 18. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. The wicked is a ransom for the righteous and the traitor for the upright. Today's devotional is coming from Nehemiah chapter 13. This is the last chapter in the book of Nehemiah. And I'm going to be honest with you. What I'm going to share with you, I have never saw this before. And it's completely blowing my mind. I don't know why I'm so excited about this. I really believe it's the Lord doing something in my own heart. We know that Nehemiah has a lot on his plate, a lot of responsibility. He's having to direct these people, correct and rebuke some people. I mean, he has a lot of responsibility. And three times in this one chapter, Nehemiah makes this simple prayer to God. And they almost sound completely similar. There's a few words that are similar Every single time. Here's what he says in verse 14. Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for His service. And then in the second half of verse 22, Nehemiah says this. Remember this also in my favor, O my God, and spare me according to the greatness of your steadfast love. And then the last sentence in the book of Nehemiah, he says this. Remember me, O oh my God, for good. Here are a few things that I observed. One, Nehemiah didn't have to have a very eloquent prayer. He simply said, Remember me, O oh my God. He actually said that all three times. Remember me, O oh my God. But each time that he prayed that, there was something a little different that he was requesting. What could happen in our lives if we took this simple approach to prayer and we woke up in the morning and said, Remember me. Oh my God. And you know what? That morning prayer, you may have a few things that you want to ask, but then lunchtime rolls around or it's one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe you have some unexpected circumstances that have come your way. Your prayer may say, remember me. Oh my God. And then be specific with whatever that is. And then later on during the day, remember me. Oh my God. And it may look a little bit different as you lift up family members or friends, or your work, or whatever the situation is. And then when you get ready to lay your head on your pillow at night, imagine saying, remember me, oh my God, for good. I have been guilty so many times in my life of overcomplicating things, prayer being one of them. Today, I'm making a commitment, at least today, to pray this way, remember me, oh my God, and I'm challenging you to do the same thing. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we thank you for this day. We declare that this is the day that you have made and we choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. Help us to remove all the complications that surround thoughts and ideas of prayer so we can come before you with a simple heart, with a pure heart. Your word says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I sure hope that you enjoy today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, make sure you share it with your family and with your friends. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 230.